Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to the Wise Wednesday podcast, we are back to bring you another reaction to another game. We have littered you with podcasts in the last few days, so you should feel very privileged. Uh, there is no game to preview, though, so we're just going to look back at Peterborough 1, Sunderland 1. Joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith, is Gareth Barker. Hello. Come on, you were told to work on a buzzword. I know. You were told that was your homework for the, for the I was last gonna, week. Um, I was going to search for... Hello in Esperanto, but you didn't. I, I didn't know. All right, well, just just think, just think on, think on, well, and uh, just time. surprise us, just surprise us with something when I come at it. Um, join myself and Gareth tonight to look back at the game. Now that us in the club are all mates, and that again is uh, former Sunderland captain uh, Danny Collins. Good evening, Stephen. How are we? Good, very well, thanks. Yourself? Good. Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. Not too bad. Enjoy having a, your, your day off from commentary duty on Monday and just watching the game. Letting yeah, Sky do that, all the work for you. After, afternoon off, wasn't it? A um, bit strange, really, but I think it's going to be that case as well when we get towards the end of the season. I think we'll be on Sky a little bit more, you know, the few games to go, won't we? So, um, yeah, it's obviously good if, if we're there covering the games, but I could relax a little bit more, perhaps, um, and watch that yesterday. Yeah. Do you start critiquing the, uh, the, the guys in the core commentary as much as the players? <laughs> I wouldn't have said that then if it was me. See, he's not doing enough there. No, not so much that. I know people picked up on uh, Luke O'Nine and changed his name during the game, hadn't he? To, to first, Luke off, first, yeah, off, first off, he corrected it by, I think, um, Danny, was Gabadon, it, was Danny Gabadon, wasn't he? He must have mentioned something yeah. at half-time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he corrected him on that one, yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, I thought, yeah, Luke, Luke had a steady game throughout, to be honest. You do uh, hear that. That, that yeah, is one name you, you hear you get wrong a lot, though, isn't it, when we're on... Sky or whatever the commentators or nine the struggle with that don't they for some yeah, reason there's a few people uh, there's a few people got it wrong haven't they so yeah well these things happen don't they yeah good game for him though as you said I thought I thought this was going to be a hat trick of man the matches because the Portsmouth game we got him on the match we were on Sky and then the they finally got him on the match and yeah. he had another good game and I thought they really like him whenever he's on there but he he got pipped to it by uh, the the Peterborough centre half didn't he in the end yeah, but another good with, yeah. yeah another good strong outing though from from him. Yeah, I think it was. I think, yeah, he had the one first half, didn't he, where the cross came in, the awkward one. I think he's tried to oh, yeah. just cushion it cushion it behind for the for the corner, got it a little bit wrong, and uh, Burgess obviously had to make the save. And then obviously second half where he just tried to be a little bit clever with the header, pop it past Clark Harris. But he's reacted well, got himself back in with that uh, diving block, didn't he? So, but apart from that, I thought he was, I thought he was good alongside Dion again. What do you think of that defender? It's kind of revolutionary in a way, because he's obviously thought... He's thinking about narrowing the angle for the shot and he's thinking, well, if I stick my foot out 
you know, I'm not, I'm not blocking that much of the, the space he's got. It could always deflect off your foot and go horribly wrong as well, couldn't it? So he's just yeah. he's thought, like, I'm going to, if I just throw my body down there, I'm blocking off that entire space for him to go. If he's going to shoot near post, I like it. Yeah, I think I think what happened is he's running back with um, with Johnson Clark Harris, and I've, I've played with and against John. I mean, he's a strong lad, and he's just given the shoulder, and I think he's put Luke off balance, so then he hasn't got the time to perhaps adjust his body, and then he's just thought I'm going to just throw myself in front of it, and it's a great block, isn't it? What eight yards out, and you know Johnson's got a good strike on him, so now fair play to him. It uh, needs must in that situation, and he, he got a good blocking. I really like it. Well, before we go in and in deep into some of the analysis and some of the the players' performances and stuff, just the the, the overall result and then Gareth you were always saying that we've 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 earned a right, I think is what you said, to 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 draw the game. And we were talking a lot, weren't we, in the in the in the pod before saying how context is everything as to whether you're gonna be happy with a point. And when you go down a goal down against Peter Byrne, there's sort of twelve minutes left, you've 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 got to be happy with a point, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. And I think that the pressure and and everything around the game does create a little bit of that, you know, when we go along down that late in the game, but it feels late in the game, but you've, got, you've still got a good half an hour to get yourself back into it. Um, there's a little bit of sort of hysteria creeps in in some quarters and, it's, you know, people sort of almost sort of giving up a little bit in a way. And who, 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 who? I just think when you read when you read just like on on social media and stuff like that, you know what I mean, and you know you get that kind of feeling where you know people are upset about it, and I understand that. But at the same time, you know we've got we've got plenty of time to get back into that game, and you know these they've shown over and over again that they've got loads of character, and even when we haven't played well in games, we've come through it and got results. We played, I thought we played well in the game yesterday um, for the most part. Um, bit sloppy at times in the second half for a few reasons. I think that was, some of it was to do with certain players not doing the jobs properly when we didn't have the ball. Um, and there could be a variety of reasons for that. Just obviously, like someone like John Jones, prime example, who, you know, they couldn't handle him first half and then second half, he just didn't seem to be able to, to get going again. He just seemed to be sort of like milling about on the halfway line and not really involved in the game in any capacity. So, um, but, you know, he, he's been out for a while and th- things like that can happen and it, it leads to that pressure that we, we did have and they, they scored. And, but coming back into the game, getting that point, hit the post at the end, would have been a fortunate call, but you take it. You take it. I was out of my seat. Seemed to just slow down, like didn't it was twice. There was twice in the game I was out of my seat for for goals that weren't. And McGeady's free kick, the first one that hit the side net, and I was out of my seat oh, for that weird. as well. I, th- I thought that was in. And then that one where I just hit the post off the own goal, I thought that was in too as well. So, so out of my seat twice. Yeah. For those. But I think um, over, overall, you, you definitely it, there's a difference between playing to draw a game and being happy with a point going somewhere like Peterborough and we we went to win the game um and we didn't quite manage it. We could have. Um but I think they'll probably be a little bit as I said before, they'll be more disappointed drawing that one because I bet you they would have thought yesterday if they'd won that they would have pulled away from us pressures on us then massively to win, you know. A lot, a lot more games. It feels like it's the gap, you know, at, at five points, even with the game in hand. 
this stage of the season feels a bit heavier. Um, but, you know, when teams are in form at the top of the league, five or six points swim if, swing if you're on level level games, it's quite difficult to achieve, I think, really, um, when, when, when the games tick away. So just keeping them on a leash, you know, and then re- you know, reassess it when we get to that whole game, see what we need to be doing then. Yeah, you said before the game, Danny, you'll be be happy with the point. And before we get into the context of the game, you, you still think in the grand scheme of things, good weekend, three points Friday, one point at Peterborough Monday? Yeah, certainly. I'd have took four points before the before the two games, to be honest with you. I think, um, you know, having watched Oxford against Lincoln uh, on the following Friday, I thought they were decent, good value for their win. And then coming up to our place, and I thought they were good, you know, on the counter-attack. I thought Barker was a problem, wasn't he, throughout the game? So... Sure to get three points on the board and then go into the game yesterday. And, and as Gareth's mentioned there, I don't think it's one of them where they say, oh, we're going there to shut up shop, stick eight men behind the ball and hopefully we can hit them on the counter-attack. It certainly wasn't the case. But the feeling was, yeah, don't go there and get beat. As you mentioned, that gap starts to open up against one of your promotion rivals. So I thought first half, I thought we controlled the game. Um, good 30, 35 minutes of it. We had good control in the middle of the park. I think if you look at the setup, um, you know, in the 4-4-2 with Stuart coming in up top alongside Charlie White. Um, had Lee Johnson perhaps picked that team going off the, the surface, maybe, you know, thinking it's not type of pitch to go there and to try and, you know, get it down, start popping balls about, um, similar to Accrington, wasn't it? So first off, yes, I thought we had a lot of control of the ball. I do think we did go a little bit long at times, you know, shelling yeah. a few balls up to up to Stuart and up to, to Charlie White at times and Perhaps didn't get McGeady and, and Jones on it as much as we could have done. Um, and as Gareth mentioned, you know, first half I thought Jones was was doing okay down the right hand side, but he kept getting fouled. And then second half we just couldn't quite get him into the game when when Peterborough had that 15, 20 minute spell um, and they had a couple of half chances, didn't they? Uh, just before they got the goal as well, you could almost sense it was coming. Criticism of the manager, maybe Danny, for not making changes sooner because I think we were all saying it watching the game when we were talking in the group chat when, you know, Sunderland, I think, first half, I think it was a really, really professional performance and we'll, we'll get on to Stewart's involvement and, 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 and other people's involvements in a minute. But, you know, if yeah. you're just summarising the, the performance, Sunderland controller without quite doing enough maybe to get the noses in front and then all Peterborough needed to do to get their tails up would make a couple of changes and players were evidently starting to tire and we, yeah. we let we, we let them score before we made the changes. So slight criticism there, do you think is fair? Uh, yeah, it's say criticism. I think if you if you're looking at Lee Johnson since he's come in, he has been proactive with his subs, hasn't he, rather yeah. than reactive. Um, Definitely. a lot of criticism that went um, Phil Parkinson's way in games. Um so yeah, he hasn't been shy of making changes at half time sometimes this season when he's needed to. But yes I think you could just sense it 10 minutes before they got the goal. I said, especially down our left-hand side, you know, McFadden had a, a difficult start to the second half, didn't he? Um, I think it was Ward went past him a couple of times and then, you know, can he perhaps look to bring Denver on and freshen it up maybe or one or two others? And then, as you say there, they get the goal with Dembele coming on. He was on five minutes and then pops up, helps himself to a goal at the, at the back post, doesn't he? And then, and then we made those four changes. So, I think it's it's a bit of hindsight, isn't it? When you look back and could we have made those changes? Yes, I think perhaps we could have done, but... I it is hindsight, know. it is, but I think we, you know, a lot of people yeah. were calling for those changes at the time as well, weren't they, yeah. to be fair? Yeah. No, I agree, yeah, yeah. I think we could have looked to, to freshen up, maybe tinker the formation as well a little bit in the in the middle. Um, but as I say, once we did, then McGeady gets the goal out. Just for that last five, ten minutes of the game, we looked the stronger again. So 
that's why I say I think the draw was a fair result because although we perhaps had 70 minutes of the game where I thought we were in control of it, they had that 20-minute spell where they had the best chances. Um, but, you know, we got ourselves back on, on level terms and I, I think it's a, it was a fair result, to be honest with you. Stewart's inclusion was interesting, wasn't it? It's obviously a game plan. Um, I think, again, it's some, I can mention our group chat here, but I think it was quite funny, but a, a good summation of his inclusion because somebody said... Um, Stuart's been awkward for them. And then somebody said, Stuart's been awkward for us. <laughs> and I thought, you can take both points because he's quite clumsy on the ball. And there's a times when you think he's he, he, his touch could be better or he could he could get the ball out of his feet a little bit quicker. But he was difficult for them, wasn't he? They didn't like him first half in particular, did they? He, I, he, they, I they thought he did all right. Like they it. struggled with him, didn't they? And, I, know, and, I know a couple of lads are a bit... I know a couple of lads are a bit... It was Because it was kind of an unorthodox... Style, I just think because he, he looks because he, cause he looks because he's tall, he, it's like he was taking their defenders out of the game, which was the idea. It. I think I, the thing is, he he did he made like some good contributions. I, I thought you know start the second half, he did some good stuff. You know, start of the game, he won a good header, flicked on for White for for a shot, which was a handball by the defender, like which was was didn't seem to be picked up on at all by the sky, but like the, he just jumped up and put his arms out and blocked it um so it should have been a free kick i thought but there you go um we did some other good stuff as well you, you know you, you couldn't say that he wasn't involved in the game and you know he i know yeah he didn't do everything brilliantly but you know that he's had what four games or something it's his first start against one of the better teams in the league you know, Give him something to think about. Like, uh, it was it. interesting because, like, obviously, listen to the reaction. It's funny that the immediate conversation turned to uh, like O'Brien straight after, and like how you know, oh well, if o- O'Brien's fully fit, you should definitely come in for someone like Stewart and all that. But if you think back to when O'Brien started his Sunderland career, I mean, he was rubbish. <laughs> he was he was terrible. You're going to be more oh, diplomatic than uh, that. Well, he was. I mean, I would, I would say I would argue that. Um, you know, like Stewart's probably had a stronger start to his son career, and let's hope that he improves just as much as O'Brien has in the in the time that he's got now before now and the end of the season. I think I think regarding O'Brien as well, like Gaz, and you know, obviously with Stewart, he was near enough playing up as they were a front two, weren't they, yesterday? Yeah. Whereas when O'Brien plays, he, he tends to drop into that pocket. Now, when you when we had Grant and Winchester yesterday, although they controlled the game for me, they both like to just sit in front of the back four. So at time and time again, when we did clip those. 40, 50-yard balls into Stewart and into Wyke. There was a big gap, wasn't there, in that big yeah. pocket in that space. Now, if you're, if you're playing if you're playing O'Brien in there, he tends to drop that 5, 10 yards just off him there just to receive it. Like the chance you had, you mentioned there, Stewart, that one went up to him first half, cushioned it back for, for Charlie Wyke, who got a good strike away. And as you say there, it may have come off the defender's head, but although we had that good control in the first half and for 30, 35 minutes, the only real good chance was, uh, was Aidan McGeady's, wasn't it, yeah. what? I think it was 20-odd minutes on the clock and that was going in the bottom corner and I think Beavers just managed to, to glance it behind for the corner. So that's that was just the... the for me, it was just dif- disappointing, really, that when you're having this control in the game that you're not working the goalkeeper... That, well, we didn't work him at all, did we? He didn't yeah. have a save to make, I don't think, first half. Whereas that was they a had, disappointing bit, yeah. Yeah, they had 15, 10, 15-minute 15 second half where they got the goal, they had the one just past the post and that. So they were they were producing better openings, I'd say, than what we did. 
Um, just the last thing on Stewart as well, I thought was interesting before he, he sort of tired uh, um, and got taken off, I think. Um, first half, he stopped Thompson from getting forward as well. I thought he, he, he was out there on the left, yeah. stopping him from making his runs forward as well. And he set the goal up, Thompson, didn't he? We, we've yeah. obviously seen him get forward and damage just before in previous encounters as well. So yeah. I thought that was uh, quite interesting. I said before the podcast, uh, before the game on the podcast we did over the weekend that... I would be amazed if Grant Ledbetter didn't start, and he did. And I think you could see why. I thought both teams were quite nervy. I think people were more sore than Sunderland. I think the players looked nervous. Yeah. They were a bit shaky on the ball. And Grant, at times, was getting it. And, and you don't always want a player to take loads of touches because you want you like players in your midfielders to move the ball quickly, don't you? But there were times when you just thought he was just slowing the game down and just thinking about the pass he was going to make and not getting involved in the in the in the sort of speed of it all and the nerves of it all. Yeah, I, I just like I know I know Grant divides opinion throughout the fan base really at the minute, and a lot of people say, "Oh, we don't want him to start because he slows the game down and blah de blah." But yesterday, you know, it was frantic. It was a frantic start to the game, I thought. And then it, for me, he just adds that little bit of calmness to the team. And now whether he, he plays in there in a two alongside Winchester, I think for me personally, I, I like him in a three. If he's sitting, then you have your two energetic centre midfielders just ahead of him. Whether that's your Scoins or you know, if we can get O'Neill higher up the pitch when one of the centre halves comes fit, but uh, I just like the control he brings to the game, and he just you say slow it down. He just just assesses the situation of where we're at in the game, really. Um, so yeah, that's that's my views on Grant, and obviously I've, I've played with him in my time at the club, so I know what the quality he's got in looking after the ball. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly what he did. Though he did slow it down, and I think we needed that um, because of the. The high pressure of the game, and I think it was it was a good sort of calculated risk not to start him in in the game against Oxford Good Friday. And I, I said I wouldn't be surprised if Winchester started as well, but I, a little bit I was, if I'm being honest. But um, it, it was good that we could freshen up in the middle of the park, and it's just a shame that um, we couldn't create that that cutting edge, just like you say, Danny. Was the disappointing the one take from the game, wasn't it? That we weren't, we didn't seem to have that cutting edge, and. Um, a mixture of a few different things, do you think? Quality of opposition, one of them, perhaps? Or? Possibly, yeah. And again, we, I just think, again, with Beavers at the back for them, and he's, he's quite a quite a stiff centre-half, but if you're going to chuck balls up there all day for him, you know, he's six foot four, and I know you've got Charlie White and you've got Stuart up there, but he'll enjoy that type of game and Frankie Kent alongside him. And I thought they both defended well, as our two centre-halves did as well. But if we could sort of mix it up a little bit more, you know, it balls in and around his feet, those little threaded balls, which obviously we didn't see too many of. Um, so that's that's the sort of disappointing side of it, I think, in terms of looking to create, we were getting in and around the 18-yard box where we were just looking for those little clever balls in behind them, really. It was just balls up to them and then hopefully picking up second loose balls, really. Recently, it doesn't feel as though generally across the board we've been creating as many chances, even though I know we scored three against Oxford. I just feel we feel a little bit. It feels a little bit more stodgy in that final third at the moment. Um, I don't know if it's just because the games have been tougher, or it's just that time of the year where there's a bit more tension in 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 those areas because it you know it means a bit more. Um, we don't. It just doesn't feel as though we create. Well, it's like, correlating. Seem, it's correlating well, with White not scoring anymore. White, yeah, White just, hasn't scored. In four. Doesn't seem to have had the chances, does he? No. I think I think a lot of our goals, though, or majority of our goals, come from out wide, don't they? Very rarely do we see one of our midfielders threading the ball through. Um, whoever plays in the middle of the park, we don't seem to have that one player who's got that little 
little bit of cleverness in and around that final third just to thread those little balls in. A lot of our balls and our supply line is reliant on Jordan Jones, who's obviously got a few assists out on the right-hand side, or Lyndon Gooch, whoever plays out there, and obviously Aidan McGeady on the other side. Now, you mentioned um, Nathan Thompson there. I thought he was I thought he was their best player yesterday. I thought he was strong. I think McGeady had a look at him twice early on in the first half yesterday, and he stood up well to him. He's seen him out of play a couple of times. Um, got forward well and he, as you mentioned he, he set their goal up as well didn't he um, so it, it was difficult for McGeady in open play I thought yesterday so that's where we have to be clever in other departments I think and as you mentioned whether it's O'Brien or whoever else comes on in there we've just got to try and mix up a little bit more mm, Do you think the the players will be happy with the point generally what, what, what's the what's the mood like on the bus going on Danny? I, I'd say so yeah I think you know, first thought is go there and do not get beat. You've still got the game in hand. We go above them if, if we win it. Now, as you mentioned, if we, if we went there and we get beat, we're, we're getting back on the bus. The move is flat straight away, isn't it? And you see the table and they're, what, five points ahead of us now. Um, and then their confidence is up. So we are where we are, for, basically, aren't we, after, after the game? Um, Hull will be delighted, I think, with the result. But, yeah, getting back on the bus, I think. I think the lads would have been happy as well in terms of the way we've we've gone to their place and the way we've controlled the game for larger periods of the game and just as I mentioned slightly disappointed that we haven't worked their goalkeeper a little bit more because we've seen from the free kick I mean yeah Aidan's struck it pretty well hasn't he the free kick but when you see it from the from the angle behind the goal I don't think Christy Pym's got off the deck at all if it was if it was going if it was conceded at our end we'd be questioning Lee Burge I think wouldn't we with that goal going in there it wasn't right in the corner it wasn't just under the crossbar he, he just didn't really get off the deck but We'll take it, you know. And as you mentioned, Steve, I thought that one earlier was in from uh, from Aiden over on the on the left hand side when it rippled the side netting. Mm. I think. Well, before we move on, just to, just the, the situation and talking about more like overall where Sunderland are and stuff. You mentioned Lee Burge there, so a word for him, Gareth. Your thoughts because you were um, you were calling for the manager to replace him in January, yeah. um, and you know, I know even though those of us who were saying we didn't agree with that, that wasn't. I'm not going to rewrite. Pre- pretend to rewrite history um, I thought that would just be out of pressing positions but his form has been really good hasn't it? Yeah I think he's been great in you know I would say before when we were keeping the clean sheets he wasn't really challenged don't feel as though he was make, really ever had to make saves whereas recently he's made a number of saves important saves in, in games so yeah uh, you know, I think before it was more his, his mistakes were outweighing his positive contributions from an individual's perspective, whereas now he's not really making any errors. Um, and he's, as I say, he's made a number of good saves. So, yeah. In that game at Wembley, run. really, like, kicked him on because he was excellent, wasn't he, against Charmaine? Without, like, having to make a ridiculous save, he was just very commanding and I think smothered their attacks and positionally was really good. Across the board, you know, the as a defensive unit, including the goalkeeper, just... They seem to be offering a lot more reassurance and, and maybe they've just got more confidence as a group now, which means that maybe, you know, psychologically, maybe he's not thinking about things as much. I don't know. Maybe, maybe before it was a case of, you know, he knows he's going to get analysed, get criticised, any little mistake he makes. And some of the mistakes he made were more than small, but I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just that weight's off the shoulders. A little bit, I don't know. I um, mean, he's just, he's been great. 
I, th- I think, uh, yeah, earlier in the season, as you mentioned, Gareth, we had a lot of clean sheets, but it wasn't being called upon really, was he? he didn't have too many saves to make. And um, I think once he got dropped at Shrewsbury and, and Remy Matthews came in, uh, yeah, he had he had made a few errors prior to that. And then Remy Matthews came in and, and had a, a difficult evening at Shrewsbury. And then since then, I think he's been, I think he's been great, if I'm honest. I think, yeah, what Steve mentioned, the cup final uh, against Tramir, although it wasn't so much to do with the amount of saves he was having to make. It was more so his concentration levels where he was on his toes for balls over the top um, and one or, one or two other things and that. And then since then, I think the Lincoln game is perhaps the game where he's had to make the most saves, hasn't he, really? He made a couple in there. Yesterday, he made one or two. Um, but no, I think I think he's, he's upped his game, if I'm honest, since, since Shrewsbury. And uh, he's looked more reassuring behind the lads and he'll be, he'll be pleased with his performances recently. Yeah, definitely. I just thought we'd, we'd give him a shout um, while we were going around the team and praising people. Because I remember we... Um, when we got sleeves on, and it was after, was it? What did he save two penalties? It was at Doncaster. He saved two penalties. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And we we almost went through an entire podcast without even acknowledging acknowledging it. And Steve was like, "If he listens to this now, to see hear you guys praise him, and you haven't even mentioned it." So, and the very, 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 very small chance that you are listening, Lee. Um, there you go. We're praising you. So I would you're, strongly you're, advise you're that if you if you if you're currently in that Sunderland squad, do not listen to this podcast. <laughs> Don't say that. Well, I, I mean, you can't like. You know what? Be, the, last, the, the, the last current player we interviewed was Will Grigg, and it's went fine for him. <laughs> <laughs> the Wise Men Say podcast is brought to you in association with From the Terrace. Cargo shorts. For a ten percent discount, enter the code WMS10 at the checkout stage. Or bucket heads. While you do that, check out the From the Terraces podcast presented by Rory Fallow and Matthew Keeling. T-shirts. For more information, search for From the Terraces on social media. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I think, I think um, if the, you know, it would be interesting enough, like any of the players do, Um you know, read any of the stuff on the various fan sites or listen listen to the pods. I mean, did you do it, that, Danny? It, 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 was le- it was less prevalent maybe when you were playing. <laughs> yeah, like in terms well, of podcasts, but definitely yeah. the Grimsby. Listen to the Grimsby podcast after you scored that <laughs> own goal from like forty yards inside your own half. No, I don't know if they have one, mate. To be honest, but, um, no. To be fair, as you say, social media wasn't really about. I don't think. Uh, or was it? Was Twitter about when I was back here? Some, I did he go on the um, right to go on the message board? That was that was no, a place. 
as a yeah. See, I'm not I'm not really into all that, mate. Do you know if I know if I've had a good I, game I, or I not? I don't, I don't have to have a look in the paper. Twitter was just Twitter was just sort of like getting because didn't Darren Bent do those tweets when he wanted mm. to sign for Sunderland? Um, nice. And I remember that making the news. It was just before I joined, actually, or around about the time I joined. Um, yeah. So it was it wasn't as prevalent it then. Probably but, became um, a thing around 2010, Twitter, didn't it? Really. I would try to think 2009, 2010. Nine, 10, like yeah. 2011, I think, when I joined, it was starting to grow then. Yeah. Yeah. But did you pay attention to much, or Danny, like in terms of, did you, how were you with player ratings? Did you read your player rating? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you go in on Monday morning and the newspapers are on the, in the breakfast canteen area, aren't they? So you're having a look through the papers and you, you know, you have a quick check and see what you've got. But as I say there, mate, sometimes you can pick a paper up, can't you? And then one journalist might give you a, a five out of ten, and the next ones give you an eight out of ten. So they all see games differently, don't they? As fans see the games as well. So. Did you ever ring a journalist up and what? confront them? No, mate. No, I'm not. Not like that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you hear uh, those stories, though, don't you? <laughs> oh, you do it, yeah. But um, no, I just think again, you know, as you as a, as a player, as yourself, you know, if you've had a good game on a Saturday or a, or a midweek, whenever you're playing, or if you've had a bit of a shocker, so you don't need uh, somebody in. <laughs> In the in the print in a newspaper to tell you yeah. or on social media really so it's funny yeah. though because actually thinking about you know like Charlie Wag's brothers on Twitter and he and he's been quite vocal and Charlie Wright was getting criticised so like Will Griggs brothers on Twitter and he's yeah. like be interesting if he's like oh have you seen what these lot are saying about you and all this kind of thing it yeah thing is it's like you know it's it, I know we've kind of digressed here but like yeah. what, what are people what you know people are going to no, have I think a, I, a pin next negative opinions about players it's just you know supporters are going to like some players and not others. football it's just, it's just fan criticism is. is pantomime stuff really whether it's in a ground or whether it's on social media in my opinion you know yeah it's very 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 unlikely somebody's gonna you know turn up at your house and give you grief or show that you're in the street i know you hear the odd isolated incident but it is exactly that the odd isolated incident. it's just not a noise isn't it yeah. you've got to just switch yeah. off naturally see as me who's never had to deal with anything like that <laughs> no you're right mate again i've been out when up, up here playing for sunday when we had that tough season and um i was out at one of the shops one of the supermarkets i think and um a guy walked past me down one of the aisles didn't say anything to me face but he got about 30 yards down the aisle and then shouted Shouldn't you not be in training, working harder, or something like that? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, just, just, uh, yes. you know, laughing. Somebody's like there. Great. Maybe you wanted uh, you to sprint after him. Like maybe the, that was part of his thing. Get you to do like a sprint, do some training in the supermarket. More I bet, I bet, I bet he, yeah. I bet he changed that story when he told his mates as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I exactly. bet uh, you know, he'll have said that yeah. differently. He said he went up here and said something to you and stuff like that. But. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, overall, and I think Sunderland happy with the point. I think do people just people need to calm a little bit. I think am I right in saying it's twelve unbeaten now with nine wins and three draws in the league, yeah. and yeah. that's not bad going. That considering you know the draws you've had are against Lincoln, who were fourth, Peterborough, who were second, and then the other ones in a game where you're losing two and you're getting your ass kicked basically, and you manage yeah. to scramble a two-two draw. Hull were always going to win this game of the weekend, weren't they? I know they've been slipping up, but it wasn't a game really that I wouldn't have thought anybody would have looked at and said that's a banana skin for Hull. So it can it can get a bit nervy when Hull put a little bit of distance there. But do we just need to try and look at the big picture if we can here? The next two games are are are, are crucial before we go into Hull and um, Blackpool. All, all all the games are going to be like the thing is. It's, you always get this as well. It's like 
our form's great. Like our form is arguably the best in the division. So, and then it's like, oh well, but Blackpool have done this. Yeah, Blackpool have been good recently, but it's like so have we. So, and so have Peterborough. So have Peterborough. Did you see? Did you see that the table yeah. they did on Sky when I showed you from yeah. when Lee Johnson come in yeah. and Peterborough were top and uh, Sunderland were top and Peterborough were second. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be like all the games. You know, I think you know the Northampton game. I looked at. I was looking at their, well, not intentionally went and looked at Northampton's fixtures, but I saw them on Twitter and they are relegated. So <laughs> I think they've got to play everybody in the top six until the end of the season. I think that's their last games, top seven teams. I think they've got to play and that's it. They, I think they're done. Um, so by the time we play them, they'll be relegated. Um, so, yeah. Gaz, I know, got- I know you say that, Gaz, but do you know where, I know, and I know it's that stage in the season where a lot of fans don't, I didn't do it too much as a player, but where, everyone starts looking at the fixtures now saying, well, that's a nailed on three points. That's a definite three points and that. But just look at the games we've got left. And I'm not trying to put a downer on things here, but we've got Wigan to go to. Now, let's yeah. remember, Wigan beat us around. We've got Plymouth to go to. Plymouth beat us around. Do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah. Northampton, we drew away. So I wouldn't. I, I never look at them and say, that's a given, that's a given. No, I agree. What, yeah. what it I up say, surprises, doesn't it? It always does. Yeah, I, I just think if we're at it on our day, and we've been, we have ground through a few results lately, I think, I say, Portsmouth aside, where we were great for 90 minutes, I think we've been scratchy in games where we've managed to, to come through on the right side of games and fixtures. And I think if you've got the likes of McGeady, Jordan Jones on their game, then we certainly, yes, we have got more than enough for, for most of the teams in this league, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. And in, in, like you say, when you do these results predictors and stuff, it never goes the way you think, does it? You always drop points in games you're not expecting. And you always see teams win games you're not expecting. It's... It, people will get nervous if you don't win the next two games, though, won't, won't they? Because we've got yeah. Blackpool oh, and Hull yeah. coming up, and especially with one of those games in hand. One uh, of those games being our game in hand, is that right against Wigan? Yeah, Wigan. Wigan's a game in hand. Yeah, and people will, but we haven't lost those games yet. And I think they, I sort of mentioned on Twitter yesterday. I think you know the, the players, like I mentioned about you know earn the the right to draw game. I think they've earned the you know I would trust in my opinion. We went and. We played in that game yesterday, and it wasn't. We were like, we got a good. Uh, I'm glad we got out of that with a point. Yeah. We battered. It wasn't. We dominated. Fast spells of that game. Um, we're more than comfortable. Um, and I thought overall, in terms of the way we played, I thought we were better in our overall. Play I think if our equaliser come come ten minutes before yeah. did, I think they're they're panicking a little bit. Um, and we, you know, like it, it's, you know, we are arguably the best team in this league at the moment. So, yeah, all, all we've got to play all teams below us, apart from one in Hull. Um, Lincoln will have a say because they've got to play Peter Brand Hull. Um, and they gave us a game. Um, and they might have some of their players back by then as well. So, you know, if, if, the, if the team, two teams above us win all their games and both go up and fair play to them, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like they deserve to go up, but. You know, why would you fancy them? It's always a way in it. It's like, well, they're going to win all their games, but we're not going to win all ours. It's like, well, they'll, their fans will be probably doing a podcast somewhere saying, oh, Sunderland will win all their games where, you know, we can't drop any points. It's it's just the mentality of a football fan, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then again, yesterday, first half, we looked like the home team, if you ask me. Do you know where I was, I was surprised with Peterborough, the way they sat back and they didn't really yeah. press us. They were happy for us to have the ball and that. But yeah, just to go there, as you're saying, to to almost dominate them on their home patch where they've been so good throughout the season. 
almost surprised me a little bit first half, to be honest. But quite literally a patch, isn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> a potato <yeah>. patch. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great, was it? But um, no, we get on with it. But yeah, it'd be an interesting running, as you say. I think if we can six, if we can win six of the last eight, a draw, it maybe afford one loss out of the remaining fixtures, and then uh, that should put us right amongst it. I think, and mm-hmm. hopefully, it should be enough. I reckon five it- wins. Yeah. Look at the Peterborough's fixtures there next to Swindon and Northampton. But then they've got five. Then they've got five tough no, ones on the bounce. Gillingham, Charlton, Doncaster. After that, and then Lincoln and Doncaster. Yeah. they've got Doncaster twice. Yeah. So they, it's not you know, and Hull have got some tough ones as well. It's Hull, and we've seen Hull drop points in some da- like like we have in some daft games, and Hull obviously yeah. as well. You know, look at how many they've lost this season. They've lost game. They have lost games consistently. They've gone on a run recently. But remember, before they went on this run, there was talk of McCann being sacked. The fans wanted rid of him. They weren't they happy. Do, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Hull have got Plymouth. Thing. Plymouth Saturday. Then they've got Fleetwood at home. Then they've got us. Um, then they go to Lincoln. Then they've got Wigan at home. Then they go to Charlton. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be. It's not going to be easy for anybody. You just got to take each game as it comes, as the cliche goes. Win your game, move on to the next one. Win on Saturday, and we know that if we win against Wigan, we're getting that top two. Yeah, that's the shout. And then once you see yourself there, as, as we mentioned when yeah. we were having a look at, um, at where we ended up under Roy a few years ago, it wasn't till the forty-first or the forty-second game we actually got into the top two, was it? And then managed to stay there then for. For the duration yeah. right through to the end of the season, so similar story to that, really. But yeah, I think I think in terms of Hull looking at the home and away form, they, they are the consistent team in terms of where they've picked their points up this season. Um, where we've obviously picked up, I think, more away from home, haven't we, earlier on? So they are there for a reason, aren't they? I suppose, but um, you don't feel like our home form's a problem now since Lee Johnson's come in, though, do you? Like it was, it was under Parkinson, it was a massive issue, wasn't it? Yeah. It was at MK Dons, wasn't it? It was Burton, um, Plymouth, Wigan. It was all these teams, isn't it? And then, as you say, when you look at the table, the, the teams where we've dropped the points against at home, it's uh, that's that could be our downfall, couldn't it? If we don't get automatic promotion, I suppose. Mm. How confident are we then? We'll 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 wrap things up soon because yeah. obviously there's no game to preview, and uh, uh, the lads will be back later in the week for that. Uh, when it's, a, it's just a huge weekend where you just think it's, you know, you just try and win while the other teams are playing. You don't want any, anybody to make any ground on you so we can go to that game in hand, um, you know, in, in a strong position. But how are, how are the nerves? How are people feeling now? Um, generally confident or, or what? Well, I've heard you, Steve, when I've, when I've obviously listened to the pod before, you've said us in Peterborough, you fancy. And I've I, always fancied I said, that, yeah. Yeah, I said that about 10, 10 weeks ago, I think, us in, us in Peterborough, I still think, Still waiting on Hull to slip up, aren't we? Again, we've still got to play and got the two games in hand. Yeah. Um, so it's strange, isn't it? Because like you've just said, their form's really good, but there's just mm. something about Hull that you're not convinced by. Uh, and I don't even know if I can put my finger on it. Like the top of the league and they're in good form, but there's just something uh, there's just something that doesn't convince us with them. Yeah. I fancy Hull to go up yeah. with us. I think I think um you look at Hull have done it before. I think the interesting thing with Peterborough is um they, they've messed it up plenty of times before. So it'll be interesting to see what, if, say, they drop points in the next two games against Swindon and Northampton because they'll have them down as six points. Yeah. Um, 
it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is in the other games after that. So, yeah, it, it, it's um, I fancy and yeah, I fancy. I think you got to give credit to Hull, like the run they've been on, and they've put themselves right back in the box seat when people were saying, you know, well, they're going to fall away, and they, they've done it. So, I'd probably fancy yeah. them, and they've got the points on the board. Watch out for Portsmouth, I think. People, you thing, know, yeah. they've won four on the bounce. Their fixtures are very kind. Yeah, you know, what, again. yeah. Watch out I'm for them. Cool. Yeah, black cool, Yeah, yeah. But I, I think Portsmouth will be the. I wouldn't be surprised if Portsmouth end up finishing fourth. In my opinion, maybe well, they're already fourth third. now. To be fair, Portsmouth are fourth, um, but they're seven points behind us. Yeah, I, I would just uh, keep an eye on them because. Say their fixtures. They're not going. They're not going to make that kind. ground up, are they? They're not. Because they make... won every game. I think that I worked it out. They'd get about eighty-eight points, and they're not going to win every game. So, you know, they probably um, left it just slightly yeah. too late. But you wouldn't. But this is the thing, and and any of the three teams now, um, aren't going to fancy Portsmouth in playoffs or Blackpool. Like, dude, it's it's. Yeah. It can be so devastating, Danny Connor, if you're the team who finished in third when it's been a three-horse race. And, and I, you yeah. know, again, I haven't looked at the stats for this, but it feels like, if we think about it from the knowledge we have, often those teams miss out in the playoffs, don't they? Yeah. But it's funny, mate, you mentioned this, because I was explaining to me a little lad the other day who was nine, and he was how does it work? So I said, well, the top two go up, and then you have the playoffs in the next four teams. And he says, well, that's not very fair on the team who finished third, is it? <laughs> I said, well... Funnily enough, I think it was it years ago when didn't Palace finished third and mm. I think West Ham finished uh, sixth and then West Ham were like 10, 15 points behind him and beat him in the playoff final, I think. So well, happened to well, us pa- twice. Palace, yeah, Palace <laughs> yeah, beat yeah, us yeah, when yeah. we were you yeah, you played in that team, Danny, when we finished third no. and Palace finished sixth. They just come like a stick. they were in the relegation no, zone around. No, no, no. I was, oh, did I, you was know? Year, I was year after mate. Year after. Yeah. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. So because yeah. Palace were in the in the relegation zone around Christmas, and then they just come up like a steam train and mm-hmm. scraped it in the playoffs, didn't they? But they were in yeah. such good form. Even going back as far as 98, and Charlton were always the team who everybody just took their eye off because yeah. it was like Forest, Borough, Sunderland were in this three-horse race. We mm-hmm. got a ridiculous amount of points, 91 points or whatever it was. Um, yeah. But Charlton were only a couple of points behind us, and they like won their last 10 games or something, but they were almost forgotten about. Um Sunderland beat Newcastle, of course, in 1990 when Newcastle finished third and, and Sunderland creeped it in the playoffs in sixth and we beat them in the in the playoffs then. So you, 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 yeah. you're not you're going to be so devastated, aren't you? About, no talking about the playoffs. I know, but I think you <laughs> no. just at the back of your mind, at the back we of your mind. We don't exactly. talk about the but playoffs. The, but this, isn't, this, isn't this reflective then? Because you, you're saying let's not talk about the playoffs because it doesn't bear thinking about that we're, gonna, we're now suddenly going to fall short and we would be devastated to be in the playoffs and the players are going to be the same, aren't they? Yeah. I think everyone's mindset at the minute is because we've been on such a good run and with what's gone on off the pitch with, with Kirill coming into the club, uh, everyone's just focused on we're definitely picking up automatic and it will it feel, it will feel like a blow, won't it, if we don't manage to nick one of those um, then top two spots at the minute and we do have to go through the playoffs. We've just got so, to try. I just think you're right, but we just got, I think we've just got to stay level all the way through. That, that You know, don't get too up, don't get too down, just... You know, even if we'd lost yesterday, can't have a situation yeah. where people are like, That's you know, season over. Yeah. yeah, you can't have that. You just got to look. If we win on Saturday, it doesn't mean we're going to go up either. Like, yeah. you know, we've just got to just try and stay level all the way through it. Yeah. 
yeah, and just take it, take each game as it comes, get Sadia all the cliches out. Though. All right, Sadia don't start feels, now. It does though. It feels massive. Every just game's huge. That's, no, I know that, but I, I, I'll look at the fixtures. I'll look at our fixtures every morning. It's because it leads. because it leads into world game in hand, doesn't it? And you just don't yeah. want to be dropping points. You want to be in a position yeah. where your game in hand is going to count if you it's win. The, yeah. the, the main fear at the moment is not doing it, isn't it? That's the fear. It's like we. I feel we're capable of doing it to the point where if we don't. I will be gutted, but again, you just got to try and like yesterday when we went, I was going just like thinking, just relax, just relax because we've got plenty of time and we've seen that we've seen them do it, we've seen them do it before. It's like under Keane, we like I remember that Southampton game against under under Keane. We went about one nil down about sixty five minutes, um, yeah. and Collison. and then and then we Branson. scored two rakers right in the yeah. last ten and we won the game. We nearly did it again yesterday, not in as glamorous fashion, but obviously if that one goal had gone in, I don't think anybody would have cared out, you know, it's a goal and we would have won that game 2-1 and Pete would have been seeing where we look like that. We're definitely going up, but it's done. We've got the point. It's a tough game out of the way. Um, the, one of the toughest games out of the way. And now it's just, you know, go and beat Charlton and see where you are. And then you go, who's to say that teams above won't drop points at the weekend if we win that game? You know, You don't know. You looking don't, at, just looking at the form of the league table, it's mad. Doncaster tenth. Yeah, yeah, it's happened, and it's changes very quickly. Lincoln a sixth. Yeah, didn't even realise that. I had looked at the league table. It's the first time I've looked at it since the match. Yeah, oh, I think well. when you looked at Doncaster a few weeks ago, they had they were about four points behind us with two games in hand as well, weren't they? And they've they've blown up since then. And then, as you mentioned, Lincoln have been there. We were waiting for Lincoln, I think, to have this blip, weren't we, a while back? Um, and they've. You know, stayed up there, fair play to them. But as you say, they're stayed down to six now. They might not even make the playoffs, so that'll be a sickness for them, wouldn't it? You're looking at someone like Ipswich or Charlton creeping in, or aren't you? Well, um, Ipswich have not been great, haven't they, recently? No, but they're, they're only three points out of it. They're still kept in touch. Yeah, it just goes to show, though, there's still teams in touch there who've, you know, not been on great runs. And it just goes to show that, you know, the teams, the teams maybe aren't that great down there. But I should probably wrap it up, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should. We're going to do it. Yes, it's a yes. I know I've made myself nervous again. I was fine. I was comfortable before we started talking. We're all confident, aren't we? Just give us a yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. Still confident. Of course we are. Of course yeah. we are. As yeah. are you, I'm sure. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>